All right. Hello, everybody. This is A7X fan Ben with God Mason and Xerix for episode number 27 of the Pirate CSG podcast. So in this episode, we've got a few little news things, and then the bulk of it's going to be custom game piece reviews, as we often do on the odd-numbered episodes, and then we've got possibly a few small, short, uh, random topics uh, towards the ends. Uh, but how have you guys been doing in the, in the Pirates world lately? I've been doing a lot of uh, writing ranking threads for publishing in the future. I tend to marathon them, like, several in a couple days' time, and then go weeks without having to do anything. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> what are you doing, uh, Billy, I think? Uh, I'm still doing uh, Century of Economy. I had a video go up yesterday. That was fun. Nice. I've got a backlog, though, so I'm going to have to dedicate, like, a day or two. Um, to making videos yeah nice yeah so for the news we've got a couple things um ocean terrain contest number three is ending in only a few weeks from now so august 1st is the deadline for that i've got the thread up and uh we've got four or five or six participants so far so if you're looking to participate uh you'll want to join right away and get your entry in it's ending quite soon so we're looking forward to that I'm looking forward yeah. to the explosion of like pictures and video of custom terrain stuff because it's usually kind of few and far between when we see that. So having a ton of stuff all all at once is going to be really cool to see. So yeah, I feel like the the community is going to be really full of like beautiful island pictures for a few weeks or something in August. So <laughs> it'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta finish up my entries for that. Yep. Yeah, me too. Uh, and then when the next the... thing. Yeah, what are you going to say? Oh, is there a current fleet challenge going on or a review challenge? Because I felt like there was yeah. one I saw not yeah, long uh, ago. Yeah, there's both. There's actually. a review challenge that I'm hosting. It's um, um, a, a story time review thing where basically uh, write a review, but write it as like a story. I did it once before, like almost a year and a half ago. So this is like, you know, version two. Yeah. or part two because there's been a lot of new members who have signed up since then yeah okay and is there a fleet challenge as well yeah yeah i'm hosting uh the uncommon oh, yeah that's the uncommon yeah oh yeah a, remind a... me to uh, look into writing up an entry for that because i think that's a really really interesting uh, way to do it yeah <laughs> yeah it's kind of continuation of the old school uh the common fleet challenge which is i think the first fleet challenge i participated in and then ideally the community will do like a rare and then like a promo LESE uh, challenge as well. Super rare. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, all those all at once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then another thing for the news, um, I put a poll up on different sites actually, not just Miniature Trading, and talk about how how satisfied are you with your collection? And at Miniature Trading, ninety five percent satisfied has the most votes. So most people are seem to be pretty satisfied with their Pirates collections overall. And I'm bringing up the Board Game Geek uh, poll. And in that one, there's 13 votes. Five are for 75% satisfied, or, and four are for 95% satisfied. So most people seem pretty pretty decent in terms of their collections, how, how happy they are with them, which is nice to see. I only need a couple more things until I can kind of turn collecting uh, into a... I mean, I haven't brought in a lot of new things to my collection recently. I've done a few trades this year, but right now my high-priority items are finishing up my 
South China Seas and Mysterious Islands sets, both of which only need a couple promos. I've had a few chances to get my hands on the very last promo I need for Mysterious Islands, but it just keeps slipping through my fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. right. The South China Seas stuff is a lot easier to get a hold of, but it because of that, it's kind of lower priority for me. Yeah. 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 Nice. Are you guys trying to get anything for your collections right now? I'm not really um, actively I, trying, but I, I kind of, when I get the emails from miniature trading on the trade reports, I uh, I look into that to see if there's matches. So I've done a few trades this year, too, but I'm not really actively collecting all that much. So, not really. Mm-hmm. I'm missing a few things from, like, you know, I think I posted about it in the thread, but I've got, like, an objective to get uh, all the Spanish pieces from Spanish Main and all the cursed pieces as possible from uh, Davy Jones Curse. And I think they're, those are mostly met, more or less. Mm-hmm. I mean, my brother, his, like, um, he has a collecting goal. He wants to get all of the formatted galleys across the board. Mm-hmm. So I think the ones he's missing are... I think it's the Terror of Gibraltar, um, the other ones that uh, from Barbie Coast that weren't Corsair. Um, and I think the ones from Savage Shores, the Rook's Folly and the Akua Lapua. Yeah. Those are like the ones he wants to get because he really likes the way the Formax of Galleys look. Yeah, yeah, I like them a lot too. I think they're one of the most aesthetic ship types without a doubt. So. And then mm-hmm. the next news thing, uh, the Facebook group is kind of blowing up a little bit lately. We're around 160 yeah. members on there and it's been mm-hmm. super active. So there's more posts and comments overall happening there than at Minshire Trading at least the past week or so. So that's a really active... Uh, kind of segment of the community if, if you haven't joined up it's uh pirates of the cursed seas on facebook and i'll put a link in the in the description on and the on the different posts of the podcast so pretty cool to see that though there's been a bunch mm-hmm. of new members too on there so that's nice yeah there's yeah. a lot of active discussion especially surrounding ebay lots on there yeah. it seems to be a group of people that are watching what comes up for sale some people are asking for advice on how to sell and for the most part, everybody's giving good advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of sometimes it's there's more newbies on there than in miniature trading, especially lately that I've noticed. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, because you don't have to go out of your way to make a new account, and miniature yeah. trading is sometimes kind of a clunky website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last thing I've got looks like for news is that uh, Irish Bandit eighty nine made a thread about Gen Con uh, Indianapolis which I'm not going to. I'm in New York, but uh, but there might be some uh, Pirates community members there, so that's kind of cool in case you're out towards Indiana. Apparently it's like I'm the not. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Apparently Nobody it's the biggest, likes to the country. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the biggest gaming convention, I guess. So, yeah, cool. pretty cool. Yeah, it's August 2nd through the 5th. I looked it up, so just after uh, Ocean Train Contest number 3 ends. And then, Good uh, plug. Yeah, <laughs> and then God Mason has a new rankings thread up, as always, once a week. Yeah, cool. I do them, uh, I guess just the habit became putting them up on Wednesdays or around when I get impatient or I get <laughs> lazy or fall behind. Stuff happens. Um, the newest rankings thread is top 10 cursed named crew. I'm not going to go through them in here. I'm just going to say go read it and argue with me in there because a lot of what I say is based entirely off of what I think to myself in my head and not really game experience. Um, 
but go in there, have a look, and also somewhere I should really start linking the uh, the ranking thread index in my new ranking threads just to uh, just to get people more involved in them. Um, but go out and find that sometime because that's now at oh I don't know I've probably got four or five dozen yeah no more like three to four dozen individual ranking threads in there all of which are probably worth reading through if you want to see some nice top tens yeah yeah it's a very yeah. good uh, discussion piece for players and people who are into the rules of the game and and figuring out how to optimize their fleets and crew setups and whatnot. Definitely a valuable resource to go to. Go to. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the next, uh, in the next uh, three to four months, uh, probably about three months, I'm going to figure, uh, finish up my current planned threads, which are ranking the top ten ships by each cost, which will end with the top ten pirate-named crew and the top ten ships at 12 points um i'll gradually creep to or those through the other point costs and the rest of the game's main factions nice mm-hmm. nice any other news you've got anybody or no zip sounds good uh nope not really awesome so we'll go into the customs uh game piece review section which is going to take a while we got a ton of creators in the custom ships organized version thread which I'll link to um, in the posts for this podcast, as always. And uh, the first one is from Silvaxri, called Gungnir Tower. It's a Viking fort that costs 8 gold. It's only got 3 cannons, but they're all 2L. So 3 2L guns. And you may build this fort on an iceberg. Do so by ramming the iceberg as normal. In the case of icebreakers, don't destroy the iceberg. You may re-roll any die roll made here, but you must take the second result. If on an iceberg, other Viking ships you control take no damage when ramming or rammed by this iceberg. Opposing icebreakers cannot destroy this iceberg by ramming. So this is a really cool concept that I like. I think this could have kind of could have been a fun gimmick in the Frozen North set, and I haven't used it yet. But I am the Vikings in Vassal uh, Campaign Game Four, so if if uh, icebreakers show up in that game, I might try to might try to get this out there. I like the thought of it moving around like a mobile fort almost. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. I like this one. <laughs> I get it. Uh, I think it's really expensive, though. I mean, you can re-roll any die roll made there. I can see that having a lot of utility for things like, say, your mind control fleet, yeah. Ben. Yeah, Or I think that probably even applies to the movement of the iceberg itself. But mm, I think eight gold is still probably a little too much. I want to say six would be fine. Yeah, I agree. Clearly, it's something to be used in bigger games, and it's going to have a lot more potency in bigger games. But um, but overall, I think it's it's really good, but still a little too expensive, no matter the game size it finds itself in. Yeah, I agree. I think I just thought of something really bizarre. In some of the mm-hmm. campaign games, um, sometimes we do away with the no duplicates rule for forts. So if you could somehow get like a cluster of icebergs with like all these towers, <laughs> you, know, you could have like a mobile land fortification that moves around. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Block uh, enemy trade yeah. routes. 
Of course, you could accomplish the same thing by using the, um, I think, the Great Turtles from Savage Shores. Yeah. Build, like, a normal fort on those. Yep. <laughs> oh, nice. Wait. Wait. Are you allowed to control, like, are Great Turtles only usable as home islands, or can you make them wild islands? Oh, you can make them wild islands. Yeah, they're, they're, but they're supposed make to be wild allowed, Are you allowed to control them if they're wild islands? I think yeah. you can move, like, each player can move them S or something. Yeah, you can, like, give up an action from a ship, I believe. So. I had some really awful ideas. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I've thought about it. Yeah, I've thought about Ramsgate to control a big area. <laughs> All right. Um, on to Frol de la Mar. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Frol de la Mar is a custom by El Cazador. Uh, this is from his fictional faction of Portugal, which does not actually exist in real life. Um, <laughs> that's my attempt at being funny. I'm not. Frol de la Mar is an 11.3 master. All its guns are 3S. Its base move is S plus S, and its cargo space is 5. Her ability is this ship's base move becomes S when she reaches her cargo limit. Linked to Alfonso de Albuquerque, who is a six-point crew. His ability is once at the beginning of each returns, roll six. Okay, he's a, he's a fleet admiral, basically. I think it's kind of... It's all right. I think Frol de la Mar is nothing super special at that cost. Could maybe go down to ten points? Yeah, I think with the negative ability, I would agree with that. I think I would just run it as kind of a basic hybrid, just Captain Helmsman, and pick up a couple coins on the way. Maybe Even then, it's through. still kind of a worse version of HMS Dover, even though that's not really a fair comparison, because HMS Dover is a little bit OP. Yeah. Yeah, I think well, 10 points works for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so as well. A nice little hybrid ship you've got going here. Um, I, haven't, I don't know what else he's got in this uh, Portuguese faction of his. But I'd like to I'd like to combo uh, Alfonso with a uh, re-roller. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's in the beginning stages of like multiple sets or something, so it's going to be yeah. coming over the long term, I believe. Yeah, this is like part of his uh, Lepanto and the Mediterranean world like expansion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a whole bunch of galleys and Mediterranean intrigue. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'll be going over those on the podcast. Mediterranean intrigue. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't know stuff that went on in the Mediterranean. Because uh, Ben and I know a bit about Age of Sail stuff, like, and that focuses. Oh, the British. Oh, the French. Oh, the Spanish. Hmm. What was everyone else doing? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of so sometimes it's kind of yeah. yeah, they were off drinking paint or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was going to say drinking wine and painting, but then I stumbled over words. Mm, interesting. <laughs> yeah, maybe I've been drinking too much paint. Oh, you know, I've um, heard rumors that some artists did drink paint. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Or like, you know, ate it or something. Oh. Or huffed it. Wait, no, that's that's mumble rap. Um, <laughs> do we have uh, another... Mm, wait, do we have it's anything like, more to say about these two? I don't. Seems pretty basic. Not really. They're a nice little pair. Um, just within what I've seen for the Portuguese faction, looks like a decent little hybrid gold runner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Right. Onward is HMS Constable, uh, which is one of mine, actually. I'm going to let somebody else read it off. 
Yeah, Bill's up if he wants to go. All right, uh, HMS Constable. Uh, for six points, you get what looks like a one-masted sloop with Espacel move, four cargo spaces, and a nice little 2L cannon. Uh, you've got a chainsaw specialist built into it. Mm, okay. A little sniping gunship kind of thing. Nice uh, chainshot ability to keep things from running away from you. Um, although with specialist built in, that means you still have to shoot at something within S of you, even though you have the longer range, right? Yeah, exactly. I think you're right. Yep. Mm, yeah, maybe I should copy the uh, text that would allow it to uh, to shoot at L range, because that would be the intent. Yeah, either chain uh, shot, okay. or you could do a 2S cannon, that'd be fine, whatever. Mm, or yeah. leaving it is fine, too. So. Um, adjusting it the way I described, so the ability can be used at L range, um, okay. what would your thoughts on the ship be overall from there? Mm, still uh, a nice little package. Um, yeah. The uh, extra range is nice, um, especially if you combo this up with something that can't be shot up by ships with an S of it. It's like, this is the thing that uh, shoots them to hold them in place. And then the other thing comes up alongside and just like, you know, it's just there plinking away at them, laughing. It's like, ha ha ha. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I would be not laughing because I hate that. <laughs> but yeah, I think Stupid. I would actually run this empty as a gold runner just because I think it would be the best... Uh, English one master in terms of gold for the most part Um, they've got a couple other ones that are maybe a little bit underrated but other than maybe a captain I would probably either run it empty or I guess with a captain but it's still not super useful even as a support ship and if you run it as a hybrid like that then you're up to nine points so you're adding you know 50 percent to the cost for one cannon Um, so I would probably run it empty um, but maybe if I it was a bigger game if I could afford it. I guess I would do a captain as well, but no more than that, I think. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a nice ship, though. It's a good one. Yeah, good little flotilla tug. You could um, oh, yeah. attach the, the Gibraltar or the tower to the end of this thing and just off you go. Yeah. And in theory, if you, uh, if you engaged something that had only S-range guns, and you pulled up to the right spot, you could hit it with Chain Shot Specialist, and then just rail away at it with Gibraltar or Tower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although you'd rely on hitting uh, hitting your shot multiple times with Constable, which could prove kind of difficult. Mm, if the cannon rank is at that 2L, uh, unless you're unfortunate, you have a good chance of hitting with it. Yeah. Hmm. All right. What was the next ship on the list? Looks like Flamboro, which is a uh, which is a lighthouse actually from Vixenish Coder sixty six. This one is an English lighthouse with a gold cost of three, one mass, one cargo, just like the other lighthouses. And the lighthouse is basically it's similar to a fort. We've gone over them in past podcasts. And then there's kind of like a the light goes LL away from the base of the lighthouse, and then. Um, and then the light emitted follows the rules for trade currents. So, so friendly, same ships of the name, same nationality uh, get plus S to the base move. And then a single hit is required to eliminate the lighthouse flag. And there's a few other little things. But I'll go into the extra keywords. Uh, forward observer says each friendly ship within the light radius of the lighthouse gains plus one of their cannon rolls. The ship must be within the radius when the cannon roll is made. This ability does not affect ships that move out of the radius and then conduct a shoot action. So it's a nice little world hater within LL of the lighthouse, or in general LL of the island, which is nice. And then Mortar, which is, this lighthouse gains a rank 3 cannon with a range of L plus L. This cannon may only shoot once per turn. 
almost like kind of like a Ramsgate without the other cannons, kind of like one super long range cannon, which is nice. So I'd say this is a really good lighthouse, actually. I don't think it should just, mm -hmm. I mean, it's not durable like a fort is, so I think the cost is fine. But that being said, this might be one of the best lighthouses I've looked at because the abilities are, the extra keywords make it quite good and very like offensive compared to some of the other ones we've looked at. Mm -hmm. I really like the whole lighthouse concept in general because I think it does a lot that forts the whiz kids really never thought to do with forts and uh, yeah. part of me also thinks that they maybe even be printable on one card probably oh yeah they probably would be I feel like it'd be like a tall flotilla sort of like oh, yeah. Tall. Yeah. yeah a lot like that but you could make it even simpler probably yeah um as far as the ability goes, I think, yeah, this is a really good one. I I like, it's got a good proximity ability and a reasonable ability to defend itself that's not outrageous. I want to say cost can maybe come down to two, but mm, maybe I'm being unfair. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't used them enough to know for sure. So. Yeah, neither have I. Yeah. Uh, I've wanted to, um, but I keep forgetting about these things, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, no um, I haven't read too carefully the uh, lighthouse ability in German, but could you build these things on the same island as a fort, though? I think so, hmm. as far as I remember. I may have even asked, so I believe so. Well, if you can, I would combo this with Ramsgate. Yeah, yeah um, that'd be nice. And that would give you, like, you know, like, you know, a central, I guess, area, like a point of defense uh, kind of thing. It was like, okay, rally to this place. Or whatever, in like, you know, a campaign kind of thing. Yeah. Well, why not put it with, uh, with Gung Near Tower? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. If it was on an iceberg, yeah. I think you could do, you could also combine this with Ramsgate on separate islands that are close, and then have kind of like oh, yeah. a, like a guillotine, or not a guillotine, like a, I forget what the word is, but it would be a cool a effect joke. to have. Yeah, it would be a, a, cool a joke. Oh, <laughs> a choke I thought you said a joke. Oh, yeah. oh a choke point. Yeah. yeah, a choke point. That's yeah. right. Yes, and you have, you know, LL range from two different islands, so that'd be cool. Oh, run in the gauntlet. That's what I meant. The gauntlet. Yeah, a gauntlet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or a gamut. Whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's a nice, nice uh, lighthouse, definitely. I like it. All right. I look forward yeah. to using them more. So, anyway. Does anyone have anything more to add? Nope. All right. Not particularly. All right, let's roll on to the Dawn Treader, which is a three-masted junk by J.W. Darkhurst. Dawn Treader is... Wait, is this... I think this is an English ship. Yeah. Um, yes, it is. 14 points. All three of its masts are 4L, and this is a three-masted junk. Its base move is L. It has five cargo. Its abilities are junk, explorer. If the ship has a captain crew, she gets plus L to her base move. Wow. Nice. I think the price can maybe come down a point or two, but I want to say just throw Thomas Gunn, the uh, Rise of the Fiends version, on here, and you've got yeah. a very fast ship at um, LLS. And the British could use some decent gold runners. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be a hybrid, so that's a great combo. Yeah, four cargo. Well, sort of. Yeah. The guns are only 4L. Yeah. Yeah, 4L's not 
horrid for a hybrid. I mean, it's not good enough, but I don't know. I mean, you need a Kessler <laughs> yeah, anyway, enough, so you might but... as well have them available to use. So I guess you could try like yeah. a Captain World Hater, but I probably wouldn't bother with a World Hater on a remaster like this. So. Yeah, I wouldn't well, either. Yeah. Well, honestly, this to me seems like it's meant to be... Think uh, Virtuous Wind, but entirely about running gold. Hmm. Maybe. Even then, I think point the point cost should come down by one or two. Yeah, I think thirteen could work. I think twelve is yeah. a little cheap for the speed, but yeah, yeah, I, I like yeah, this. This is You're a probably like. right. I, yeah. I like this one quite a lot, actually. It's a good ship. Nice. Yeah, if this if this were printed, this would easily make like all the top English gold runner lists. Yeah, even, yeah, even if she uh, stayed at um, uh, yeah. uh, over ten point cost. Mm-hmm. All right. Any further customs for us to go through in that thread? No, I don't see any. Oh, All right. So. Cool. So now it's on to the fiends of the blood islands. What fun! Yeah, right, and I think we're going through. Wait, no, wait. I think yeah, we're we were doing the fiends of yeah. Uh, oh, Fiends of the Blood so Islands was coming. Skipped, uh... Oh yeah, it's the Epic Seas. My bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all right. Next. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, now, what was the first? It was uh, Bones of the Antichrist yeah, that exactly. we were going to start with. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the oldest ones in this set. Actually, I think it was from February, I believe, back when I first started the set. So, yeah. You do go uh, quite generous on the uh, on the grandiose names, but I don't have a problem with that because the curse <laughs> they could use some. Uh... Oh, it's getting. Oh, you have no idea what's going. It's getting way crazier. So, oh my god, it's just what insane. like set? Yeah. Oh, it, it's almost. Uh, it's well over three hundred and fifty pieces now, and uh, I've been going kind of insane with the ten masters lately. So. If you want Uh-oh. to do crazy stuff, oh boy. crazy stuff. So, uh, so when's you making into print? Kraken C version 2.0? Uh, yeah, but more, more lights <laughs> epic, I guess. They're wacky, so, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, who should start off in Bones of the Antichrist? Should that be you, Billy? Oh, sure. I'll go with uh, Bones of the Antichrist. What a fun thing to have. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay, for 19 points, you get a four-masted ship with five cargo, uh, base move of S. 3S, 2L, 2L, 3S cannons. And crew placed on this ship cost no points, but they always each take up one cargo space. This ship gets plus one to her boarding rules for every crew assigned to her. Oh my, this is a boarding monster. Do <laughs> you know what I want to do with this? What? I just want to put 19 oarsmen on it. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. No, I can't do that because it says they take oh, up yeah. one... Yeah. Cargo yeah. space. It, it sort of it reminds me of it's like uh, mid. It's somebody combining uh, combining a uh, zero point delimiter and the I think it's the gun or the sword UT from Caribbean. Oh, yeah. uh, also weapons from Pirates of the Revolution. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, one of those was a clone of weapons from Revolution. So you're right there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just want to put um, five oarsmen on board. Why? Yeah, you might as well do a Captain Houseman at that point. So No. <laughs> Why would you put just oarsmen? Just oarsmen. <laughs> nah. <laughs> oh, nah. 
I'm thinking like uh, I'm trying to. Um, this is cursed, so you could do. I don't know if Ben. Yeah. You could do all sorts of crazy name crew because they don't cost points. Oh yeah. It, the idea mm -hmm. is kind of, um, and the flavor text kind of mentions it. It says an unholy ship of monstrous proportions made entirely out of bone. Uh, the worship, mm. the cursed worship, uh, the ship. And uh, the curse revere her as a mecca of sorts, but this has resulted in the ship being overcrewed and sluggish when at sea. So she's designed to oh. be like a, a like crewed up dreadnought that that's slow because of how many people or not people, but demons and fiends, for example, are aboard. And uh, we're also people. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, maybe dead dead people, maybe. Um, so yeah, so it's basically a. You mean uh, I can't be on board? <laughs> well, you could, but you might wind up as food. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of well, just unless, like, you know, like, place your soul to Elephantasma or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of food, what was the name of that one cursed uh, wind catcher from, uh, oh, from Return to Savage Shores? Oh, Shores. Squalock? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for actually remembering and being able to pronounce it. <laughs> I took my best bets at the pronunciation, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I well, I, I think you're right there, honestly. Um, my thoughts on Bones of the Antichrist. I originally thought this is way too expensive, but honestly, between having a built-in delimiter without the negative ability and the crazy boarding roll bonuses, honestly, it, the price is probably right. Awesome. Yeah, I'm happy to hear um, that. I thought you might say it should be cheaper, but... It has <laughs> I, I thought about it, but <laughs> quite honestly, I think you did pick the right cost because uh, my first thoughts are, okay, Cavendish, um, Rise of the Fiends promo version of Griffin, and uh, and then somebody like Thomas Gunn. You're already looking at a ship that's going to have 2S, 1L, 1L, 2S guns and Captain Helmsman, and then you still got space for two more very powerful crew yeah um you could <laughs> uh you keep going sorry uh you could throw on something like a white crew if you wanted yeah. um because this is going to be a boarding dominant ship um yeah white crew and maybe an s border something like that yeah yeah that sounds good and uh, uh, yeah. what, uh, what captain nemo yeah, that's a good idea too. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I was thinking along similar lines, but um, about the gold capture. Yeah. Because I think Ben, mm -hmm. you gave them a gold capture person here in Epic Seas, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, probably. Um, so what I would do is I would use one of the recruiters to bring in, you know, either Bonnie Peel, Blackheart, Dragon Eyes, someone of the like. Yeah. Uh, and then probably a Helmsman, same action twice or EA, uh, S board, and just have at it from there. Yep. The nastiest yeah. or scariest part about this one is that some of the custom crew from this same set could be used to make it even more extreme. So, for example, yesterday I actually came up with a custom crew named Maulesh. I thought it sounded like a really nasty, hostile name. And uh, he's got... Maulesh? Maulesh. And, I know, uh, but it looks like it's like Maulesh. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then he's got the massacre ability, but also this weird twist where... It's similar to Griffin, but if this ship has a cannoneer crew, she gets plus S to her base move and plus one to cannon rolls. So if you had him with uh, a cannoneer, then she could move SSS, which would make her even more dangerous. Well, that's pretty quick for a four master. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Especially one that has boarding of up, well, a base boarding roll of up to 10. <laughs> because 
Well, if you have a normal plus one to boarding, and this is fully occupied, um, you get Work plus. Button. Yeah. Ah. Hold on. Come here, dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you get a barking, powerful boarding ship. Yeah. Um, you get four for the masts, five for the crew, and then plus one for the extra bonus, which is, I mean, that's comparable to uh, to a ten master, although I'm not sure you'd really want to take this up against the ten master, even though that seems kind of like what it's supposed to be meant for. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? If you got a base, uh, along what you said, a base uh, of ten? Why not? If I may, you could almost just bake the uh, plus the extra plus one to boarding rolls in as well if you just felt like it. Because yeah. I know you don't think very highly of that ability, so why not, huh? Yeah, it's kind of it's already got a boarding ability. Uh, so. Yeah, come on, you yeah. know you want to. <laughs> <laughs> they would stack, so I would probably do it. Yeah, if I could find a way to do it cheaply, like for two points or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder if your dog is. Uh, the Ragged Wolf from the same set here. I've got a uh, Ragged Wolf. Well, she could <laughs> use a little bit of a grooming, if I'm honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, the cursed are going crazy in this set. I think I've got over, well over 100 pieces by now. So it's getting... Those are the cursed, so it's going to be more... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to get more and more crazy. So. <laughs> and I'm doing a, like a gradual reveal of the recent stuff on in the custom ships thread, which has been very active lately, including um, 10 masters like once or twice a week. So yeah, it's been, it's been hard to hold back on like the like public reveals and the custom ships thread. But, uh, but I like that cause then it's more of a gradual release. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun to make stuff. And yesterday I was kind of, I kind of spent too much time making stuff, but there's, there's a lot of new stuff coming. That's pretty interesting. So, and we'll eventually get to a bunch of it on the podcast, but um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much Bonzo the Antichrist, pretty much a slow dreadnought boarding monster. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, how many more should we do? Because it seems like we can take uh, take quite our time with uh, each of yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we do say two more, or would you, or would you like to do more? Uh, two more is fine, including okay. especially if we include the Link Crew, because then it'd be like five more. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm, fair point. Uh, the next one, I guess I'll read it because these are yours. Uh, the next one is Fall of Lucifer, which is 27 points. And this is a four master. Yeah. Oh, my. Um, all the guns are 2L, at least. It has six cargo, L base move, a link to Archangel Fiend and Disciples of Lucifer, which we'll read in a second. Its ability, two hits from the same shoot action are required to eliminate one of the ship's masts. You may double the range of the ship's cannons each turn, but must roll a six to hit. When the ship sinks, roll a d6 for every ship with an S for on one to three. Replace one of that ship's masts with a fire mast. A man after my own heart. Um, but <laughs> because the first ability we know is good. The second one I love as a gimmick, even though it's not very good. Uh, the third one is unique. And I like unique ships because I think WizKids was kind of unimaginative at times. Yeah, I agree but, with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this one's... Uh, I mean, okay, so for starters, stats-wise uh, and going with the basic, uh, the basic ability, I think she's uh, a better version of... And am I thinking of the right ship here? Uh, La Corsa? 
Yeah. Yeah, the French yeah, course. Yeah, which is, I think, like 18 or 19 points. I think it's 17. Um, no, I think the course yeah, is 17. Might be, might yeah. be 17. Yeah, yeah um, So obviously this is 10 points up, has more cargo, better guns. Um, the sniping ability is kind of gimmicky, but I like it. Um, I want to say maybe this can afford to come down two points, but not much further than that because it does have more range and flexibility than something like, say, a Corazado or a Neptuno. It's yeah. kind of a combination of the two on a smaller scale. Yeah. 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 The car and it's also got that, like, you know, firebomb at the end. Yeah. 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 Like, well, so, basically. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe accounting for that, 27 is probably an appropriate price. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the guns and the cargo are almost as extreme as I can make them um, yeah. on purpose. So <laughs> yeah, uh, I could read. Them and then first. there's a her linked crew. Yeah, one of the Archangel fiend. For nine points, you get a captain with Fia, and uh, when this ship hits an enemy ship, you may also win it one cargo from that ship. That's a good combination right there in and of itself. Um, I really like that. I'm. Um, uh, cargo elimination ability try to use it as often as possible when they can and putting that onto the fall of lucifer if you're able to hit with the extended uh sniped cannons like l plus l like if you somehow are able to roll four sixes you're sniping at someone from like l plus l away <laughs> that's fun <laughs> for you at least <laughs> yeah well not your problem if other people don't want to play against it <laughs> And what does the other one do? Uh, it's an uncommon, and I could, I'll read it. It's uncommon, uh, Disciples of Lucifer, six points, linked to the fall of Lucifer, and just two existing abilities, so Cannoneer, and the ship's crew cannot be eliminated unless she sinks. So, pretty good abilities as well. Although it's kind of, it would jack up the cost if you were trying to use it as like a hybrid, or in a reasonably small game, like under 100 points. So, yeah. A lot of stuff going on with this one. <laughs> yeah. So with mm, the, even with, though with both Link Crew and then a Helmsman, the crew would come to seventeen. So that would be forty-four without you know an oarsman or anything else. So <laughs> be pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Even though putting the Link Crew on the Fall of Lucifer would definitely make it uh, extremely more deadly. I would try to probably find a way to run this as some kind of hybrid, albeit an expensive one. Yeah. So I think I'd just go generic captain, helmsman, oarsman, and then have it done with that. Yeah. Yeah. Although if I wanted to, I could take advantage of um, the point cost and the cargo size, but I think I'd still go generic and I'd just load it up with captain, helmsman, and then um, shots, equipments to shoot at the extended range with the snipe. Yeah. Yeah, that's a decent cheap option. I'd probably do, if I did a hybrid, I'd probably do Archangel Fiend, um, and then Captain, or sorry, I mean Helmsman, and then either Explorer or Oarsman, just to get the, the extra abilities and the link. So, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of options. If you went into, you know, existing curse crew options with Davy Jones and whatnot, it would get crazy in a hurry. You could do, oh yeah, you could do Davy Jones. Uh, curse Davy Jones and copy the Endeavor's ability and then have that and the Accords oh on the same ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be nuts. devastating. 
yeah, there's a ton of great possibilities with this one, but it's going to be 40 plus points usually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is like something that I'm going to probably expect to see at some point, maybe during uh, ZG4. Yeah, hopefully. There's a ton of stuff. I hope to launch that one, but we'll see. Probably with the eternal keyword on it as well. <laughs> that would be mm-hmm. ideal. Mm-hmm. So you don't get sent to purgatory, right? Yeah. Exa- oh, nice. Uh, oh, it's not even a set review. You're in prime form. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking I'm just of which, stroll through there anyways. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I'll come back. All right. Why don't you uh, read off purgatory for us? All right. For 22 points, you get four masts with five cargo with a base move of L. Cannons a mix of two L, three L, three L, and two L. We have a link to someone called the Archdiocese of the Apocalypse. Sounds important. <laughs> All right, abilities. Unholy Light. This ship has the fear keyword, except that it affects ships with an L rather than S. Hmm, interesting. Trying to make theater slightly more relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, 22. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if, you know, even boosting the range of fear from S to L... Uh, would make it that expensive and unholy light. I'm not sure how uh, effective or expensive that should be. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember what unholy light does. Isn't that the uh, keyword from Spectre? Yeah, and delusion. Yeah, yeah. and delusion. Yeah, it's something yeah. along the lines of being able to look at all treasures on an island or a ship within hell of you. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of like a zone ship, and the flavor text kind of alludes to that. So um, she dominates any area she sails in. So you've got Unholy Light effects with an L, Fear with an L, and all the cannons are 2L. So it's kind of like a zone area ship that kind of devastates wherever she sails. So And the Spectre is way worse for 21 points. So I didn't want to go you know cheaper than that, even though the Spectre isn't that good. So it's not an amazing ship, but it still has decent potential. Yeah, the Spectre is always a little bit overpriced, too. Yeah, yeah oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've been playing with oh. ideas for how to use Spectre and stuff, but I, th- I guess we'll talk about that later. Um, uh, I think this one is still significantly better than Spectre in that, A, it can defend itself. B, you can actually put crew on it without ruining its ability uh, to function as a gold runner. And uh, defensively and offensively, it's actually relevant. Um, Spectre is... You know, being the comparable ship, you have to compare it. Spectre is just significantly worse, and not even just because she's a little cheaper. Uh, Purgatory is actually usable, and I think is probably what WizKids should have made Spectre-like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is, this is a Spectre that I wish had been printed. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, yeah Spectre is... Yeah. I love the idea of the Spectre, but they really messed that up pretty big time. <laughs> So. Yeah, that's why I'm not completely sold on the unholy light. I mean, yeah. un- okay, it's within range of L, that's still you know a fair distance, but within a game that doesn't really you know to me that doesn't help anything. Yeah, so if the range of unholy light was like you know L plus L, that would make it so much better. Yeah, it would have a far more reach. You could see where things are without having to be pretty much right next to them. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. That's like just my opinion on that. So, yeah, it looks good. I'd probably use it. I just don't think I'd ever really use the unholy light part of it. Yeah, fair point. Yep. 
And then there's a Link Crew, which is a rare, and it's the Archdiocese of the Apocalypse. So this is a seven-point named crew linked to the Purgatory, and it's Loyal Cursed. Once per turn, give any ship in your fleet plus one to all of her cannon rolls, just like Roberto Santana and Lord uh, Thomas Gunn. And if this ship, uh, if this crew is eliminated, place it on your home island instead. So kind of like an admiral. I like crew. that ability. Yeah. So he's a he's a stately general who has recently led the Purgatory to glory. So. And I've got a picture. I actually found an interesting artwork. You can see it in the note there. I'm going to bring it up for the podcast video. And uh, it's basically this weird, it's this artwork I found of the, this faceless, like, menace. I don't know. It's really interesting. So that's kind of how I imagine him looking kind of similar to that. It's pretty, pretty it, nasty. <laughs> it's sort of like halfway between uh, Crimson Coast, El Fantasma, and, a, uh, and one of those later... Um, one of those later cannon roll boosters, like, uh, yeah, Roberto Santana, I think you said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so if you add him on the, on the Purgatory, it'd be a decent combo, and then you could still, you could still do Captain Helmsman and try to be a hybrid of some sorts, or just a gunship, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay, looking at your, uh, artwork that you found for this. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's so much faceless so much as the angle of the guy's head. Because he's wearing a tricorn, but he's like got his head folded oh, down. Oh, I see. Oh, I didn't even notice so that. So he's looking at the top of his hat. That's a good point. Okay, nice. I thought it was just the head. I thought it was some kind of weird like thing around his neck. Huh. <laughs> I don't think it is. It's yeah. still cool looking. Yeah. Either way, it's There's nice. a little bit of hair under the brim there that I'm seeing. Oh, darn. But <laughs> oh, that's still pretty cool. You can still yeah. probably use them. Um, have that as like you know what you're imagining of the uh this guy yeah either way it's good i kind of imagine him as like more dark than having hair but either way it works it looks cool, <laughs> so. very dark yeah and the hand, I see what looks, the hand is either gloved or like a skeletal black weird thing so pretty cool it looks like some kind of a uh, thick leather glove yeah on, on the one that's visible yeah. uh Mm, I'm gonna say it's like some kind of like steampunkish, uh, colonial era. I don't know, dude. Yeah. The Archdiocese. Yeah. It's like okay, that guy's sword for this picture is confusing a little bit because it looks the appropriate length for some kind of like you know two-handed broadsword. Yeah. But it looks like it's meant to be wielded with one hand. Yeah. Because of the crossguard or the amount of the handguard on the front want it there but yeah whatever art is art it's cool either way yeah yeah it fit my kind of vision for him so and i've been doing that lately it's it's actually fun to to look up different stuff so we'll see more of that in future episodes and of course future uh future actually yeah today's i think today's named crew in the custom ships post was had artwork i found yesterday as well that's nice cool yeah Thanks I gotta get JW to post some of the artwork he's drawn for some of these guys for some of the sets. Yeah, that would be cool. Because he drew a couple, um, like, you know, profile shots of some of the characters from Fiends to Blood Islands. Nice. Oh, speaking of which, thanks for reviewing my customs, but we're on to Phobie next. <laughs> Phobie, or Fiends of the Blood Islands. Yep. We're on to the English now, aren't we? Yep. All right. Ben's favorites. Yeah. Speaking of Ben, Ben should start reading these because yeah. uh, I read all of his off. Yeah, sounds good. So the first English ship from uh, Fiends of the Blood Islands is RNS Legacy, which is a 22.5 master. 
cannons are 2L, 2L, 2S, 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 3 cargo, L move, uh, extended range, and the ship gets plus 1 to cannon rolls against any non-English ship. So <laughs> that's really powerful. So you've got cannons shooting at extended ranges with basically all rank 1 with World Peter. So I think the cargo does help um, quite a bit to limit the ship's, you know, abusability, but the, the English have a lot of good name crew with, like, two or three abilities that could that could still make it a monster. So this one, yeah. um, I think, I don't know, extended range is kind of something that should be very used delicately, I guess. Um, I've got it on one recent one of mine, but it, none of the cannons are better than rank three, let alone one. I think it's more expensive, so I think this one could maybe go up in price. But other than that, I'd have to I'd have to kind of face off against it to see if I, you know, wanted to confirm that it should be more expensive. So. Yeah, I think I'm gonna agree with you because uh, spoiler, I've had this used against me in COEC, most recent one, and a nice, lovely thing that uh, the English found out to do was they put Ming's Marauders on this. Mm. So they could, like, hide behind mm. the ship and then shoot at something with extended range Ooh. in front of it. It's been, like, extremely annoying. Wow. Yeah, but sounds... props to him for finding a clever combination. Yeah. Huh. That's ace. That's also really horrible. Um, <laughs> uh, wait, also, would... Uh, no, wait, never mind. I was thinking of another crew. This seems a little too good to me. Um, so they're basically all rank one extended range guns. No matter what you do with the cargo or movement or the base range, they're all a little bit crazy, I say. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you wanted to keep extended range, I think extended range in general doesn't really belong on ships with some rare exceptions. You should probably make some of the cannon ranks three. Yeah. Yeah, I might do that. Or maybe just lose the world hitting and just have it, leave it extended range. Mm, yeah. Even then, um, I think the, the extended range keyword is enough of a gimmick to use the ship anyway that you could take away the... Uh, world hater and give it all rank three guns and cut the cost a little bit and it'd still be very worth using yeah. hmm. that's my thought yeah. yeah well it was fit in line with uh, the design uh, process for most of the fibers for fees the blood islands they were designed uh, to be nuts and bonkers and i think yeah. the legacy is actually one i think use the ship anyway before that i made this the final version uh me and jw had like a couple other versions that had like you know a, something else in addition to this that really made it really nuts wow. uh, but I forget what now either that or this was like you know he had something tame and then I decided to do this to and he was like are you sure that's a good idea I'm like yeah yeah what could go wrong so wow. revisions possibly coming yeah hopefully <laughs> well I've already made a model for it based on the cannon ranks oh I see uh, well so you could yeah. I'm reluctant to change those. No, I see. In that um, case, so, you could just jack up the cost to 24 or 25, yeah. for example. Or I could um, uh, change the extended range, go to the regular sniping as seen on El Neptuno Ooh. and uh, others. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Oh, and then the World Hater now, would make that work pretty cool, pretty well. Yeah. Nice. And I think if you did, if I changed it to just the regular El Neptuno sniping, I think you, I could probably keep it at 22, maybe go to 21. I agree. Because it's got 
very accurate cannons at the ranges where they are. So if you wanted to go that extra range, you'd have to sacrifice some of that uh, accuracy, but not too much of it. Yeah. Just nice. it's got the world hating. Yeah. So if mm. I do any revision to it, that's probably what I'll do then. All right. I think we can move on to Quedar Merchant now, right? Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know how to pronounce that. I've just tried. I'm not going to uh, put myself at risk for embarrassment again. I'm just going to say that this is a 16.4 master. The guns are 4L, 3S, 3S, 4L, for Congo L move. Armed merchant, which, as we've gone over before, although I will read off the keyword again because I don't remember, once per turn as a free action, one of the ship's cannons may shoot at one enemy target within range. That shot may not have its rank or rank, wait, its range or rank increased. Yeah, I misspelled the rank. Yeah, <laughs> rank. range or ranked increased. Uh, yeah. And one of the ship's treasures are worth plus two gold. Um, hmm, so... Um, take away the armed merchant thing, and it's sort of, uh, and it's sort of just a not so great version of Isabella or similar ships that I think Spain has a couple like this. Um, I mean, if you compare it directly to them with armed merchant, it's probably about as good as they are, but not as good a gold runner. Uh, yeah, this seems like it. It's, it's not quite as good at being a gold runner, but it also isn't quite good enough to be a hybrid. Uh, I'm also not a super big fan of armed merchant in general, not for any good reason. <laughs> uh, maybe it's literally just down to the fact that that is the keyword, and uh, maybe it could be something else, but I don't know. This just doesn't seem like all that competitive uh, a gold runner, especially for 16 points. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, but um, since plus two gold is so good, I wouldn't want to see it too much cheaper. Um, so I want an easily abusable ability. I do like the name of the ship. Um, I would probably... I, I don't know that I would use this compared to some of the English, other English foremasters, which is alright. I don't think every... I don't think every custom needs to be wicked good or anything, or perfectly costed. Some of mine are Kind of busted on purpose, just kind of <laughs> kind of like anticipating abuse in campaign games, basically, especially the ten masters. Um, so they might be able to come down, but I'd rather start them high and then come down than the opposite. But if I had to use this, I'd probably do Captain Humpton combo crew like Thomas Gunner, Hermione Gold, and then maybe Northman for protection and just try to run it as a hybrid. But um, that said, it's not not going to be a great great ship either way. But that's alright. The armed merchants, uh, the ships that have those keywords, um, they're kind of designed to be hybrids, but I also didn't want them to be like super duper really good hybrids. Yeah. So some of them, you know, are you know don't aren't you know stand out like you said. Yeah. yeah. And the genesis behind the armed merchant idea was just you know, okay, a ship uh, if it gets once per turn, if any, if there's a ship within range, it can fire like a musketeer cannon at it. I've kind of like tried to implement my my idea of return fire, if yeah. you will. I don't know. It's a bit clunky, I will admit. Uh, I'm I'm probably just like only bothered about the keyword's name itself. Like uh, Okay. Maybe defensive gun or something like that. <laughs> return fire? No, uh, that's too well, well, literally, return fire might actually work a little bit better. 
I think it should be stay as like a, a gameplay mechanic for house rules. I don't know. Okay. And if it's so return fire, weapon. why can't you return fire with more cannons? I don't know if they're in range anyway. So I don't know. I think it's okay. But well, I was trying not to make like you know Battleship version two when I made this. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wasn't exactly a fan of that one. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too many, too much extended range in your custom sets. Sometimes it seems like I go crazy yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like extended range, but uh, sort of almost more in theory than in practice. Yeah, I like it a lot, but it needs to be you know mounted highly, I guess. Yeah, it, it does it delicately. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's usually a little bit kind of overdone, a bit OP at times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could go to the next um, one, I guess. Yep. All right. Yeah, the next one uh, is the Assassin, which is a four master English, of course. 16 points. The cannons are 3S, 4L, 4L, 3S, kind of like the opposite of the previous ship. Three cargo, L move. Ability is Clipper Ship which is a, a keyword from this set. This ship's movement is measured from bow to stern, which we saw a couple episodes ago. And this ship gets plus one to cannon rolls against French game pieces. So, a decent ship. Um, I guess, I mean, it's quite fast with clipper ships, so Captain and Helmsman, you'd be moving at a good clip, but that being said, um, I think the speed is kind of, it's not useless, but if you're, going to do a captain and helmsman you're going to not going to have much cargo um the bonus isn't that great it's kind of pricey for the cannons i don't know this one doesn't really doesn't strike me as something i would use either i'd, I'd, I'd probably rather use the merchant actually just barely <laughs> we had uh we had a lot of complaints about clipper ship the last time <laughs> we saw it um i'm glad to see that this one's actually been rectified i think the guns are way too weak for what's this is it seems to me like this is supposed to be another one of those super fast interceptors uh but the point is kind of lost if you have guns this bad because they seem to be more about just being slightly under par and giving a a really quick ship that can maybe do some damage i'd say if they're all 3s then you're probably fine. But 4Ls are... 4Ls are something that, at least on my custom pieces, I use as just kind of something to have uh, at least a more interesting gun than a 3S that maybe isn't quite as good. Yeah. All 3Ss might make this uh, actually all right. Yeah. And the Assassin yeah. game makes me think it's going to be uh, like a killer ship, but then cannons are a little bit yeah. of a cluster for that role, I guess. Yeah. But... Anyway, this one was actually nerfed a little bit in comparison to the other uh, clipper ships, and there was a little bit of a historicity behind that. Uh, the best clipper ships were made here in the USA, in Boston, uh, so on and so forth, uh, for going from the East Coast all the way down to like Florida and all the way down around the um, South America up to the West Coast. And they were, since they were, you know, made exclusively here in America, more or less. Uh, they weren't really used anywhere else, uh, so which is why even though the English have one, it's not as good as the others, that, like the two the Americans got, and I think the one that the French have. That makes some sense. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Um, I'll read off the next one. Aurora Dawn, I think, if we have nothing else to say about that last one. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Aurora Dawn, 15.4 master. Guns are 3L, 2S, 2S, 3L. For cargo, SS move, broadsides attack. This is basically an SE box ship, isn't it? Which is my way of saying it. Like way. Ooh, I suppose you is... can treat it that way, uh, even though I do have like you know a designated ship for the top of the box in the special edition uh, section. <laughs> hmm. Well, I don't really mean that in a very good way because broadsides attack is, by virtue of how it works, it's at its most useful on ships that a have all S range guns, b have all rank two guns, or almost all. And C are on the smaller side. Uh, this has uh, it's half three L guns, so that's two points against it. And then it's four masts, which means the gain from a successful broadsides attack is not actually that big. Um, this is probably in line with what Wizkids would have costed it. Yeah. But Wizkids also didn't really know what they were doing a lot of the time. <laughs> so, ugh, I don't know. You could probably make the end guns 2S and knock this down to 14, and people would still probably find reasons to use it. That's not, I don't think that's changing too much to make it unfair. If you think that's a little extreme, you can probably reduce the cargo to 3 as well. Yeah. Well, making all the cannons 2S and putting it to 3 cargo, it's just really a faster version of the Brett Walda. That's what I was about mm-hmm. to say. And, well, I mean, the Brett Wald is not a bad ship. Yeah, but she's not really great either, though. Well, then okay. then this is a faster and not as well-armed version of the Brett Walda at present. Yeah, I think it's fine, yeah. considering the Brett Walda is decent as, like, a short-range <laughs> brawler. This one has better speed and then longer reach with the 3L cannons. So I'd be less inclined to use broadsides with it, but I think with the speed... I think that, and the L range at the end, I think that kind of justifies the one point more. So it's not if a ship not, I would love to use as the English, um, but I, I, I think it's fine, cost-wise. If you're not going to use uh, broadsides attack, I know of a ship that's basically this but better, which is US, uh, HMS London. I mean, HMS London is a sort of an unfair thing to compare it to, in a sense, yeah. because HMS London is... Crazy undercosted is it, HMS London is probably a fourteen point ship on its own. Yeah, but um, if you want to compare them and say don't use broadsides attack, then don't even bother with Aurora Dawn. Yeah, well, don't use broadsides or like don't come into it trying or hoping to rely on the broadsides. Like, well, you know, pick your moments. The, yeah. My thing is, if I'm going to invest the points in broadsides, which is a very expensive ability, I think WizKids valued it at between four and seven points. Yeah, Typically, um, I haven't tried to value it at that when I'm making customs. I agree with that. I think you're right, and this doesn't reflect WizKids pricing. It doesn't quite do that. Um, but if I'm going to use broadsides attack at all, it's going to be the sort of main focus of the ship. Yeah, that's it. it it's expensive enough that you can't really not care about having it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's, it's a sort solid, of, um, solid gunship option. Um, I, th- I, like th- I still do like the speed and those 3L cannons at the ends. And then once you get 
if you got if you got into a situation where you lost mass, you could take out the three L's first and use broadside's attack with the remaining two S's. Um, oh yeah, I was gonna say that next. Yeah, um, I think it's already right fifteen. There's actually a lot of utility in that, and that's a good thing to point out, Ben, because as soon as you take damage, okay, you've lost two masts, but then you've just got two S guns, and now you can capitalize on broadside's attack um, in a valuable way that I brought up earlier, in that it's better when you have fewer guns because it's a flat plus one on a successful roll, turning two guns into three hits. Now that you said that, I think maybe this can be a, I'd say it's probably possible as a 14-point ship without adjusting anything else. Okay. I so see I'm it as like, you know, a numbers gunship that you would use as part of a larger squadron of yeah. uh, gunships in like yeah. a giant game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, I'm one of those people that's like, every ship can be special and can have the fleet built around it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and at yeah, 14 kinda... points, you can still use this as the prime gunship in an, in an English fleet at yeah. 40 to 50 points. Yeah. Captain, maybe not a helmsman because you've got S plus S, and like some someone like uh, uh, Christopher Mings for same action twice. Yeah, I think that gets into differences in our play styles too, because Derek's and I are used to the big games where numbers gunships oh, are yeah. good. But then in a 40-point game, you know, HMS London is always going to beat out the Aurora Dawn, which is fine. Yeah, or the HMS Oxford. Exactly, yep. Yeah, well, the Oxford is, is is sort of just an extension. The Oxford is just a premium version of the London for the most part. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Um, oh, yeah, I'm not gonna... Ironwood. Yeah. yeah. HMS Ironwood is a 15.3 master. Cannons are 2L, 3S, 2L, 3 cargo, L move. Link to Commander James Atlas, who we'll see in a second, and it's got the iron, ironclad keyword, which says you must roll a 5 or 6 to hit this ship, so a nice defensive ability, and the ship ignores the first hit she takes each turn, so long as she has all of her masts, and Commander James Atlas uh, is a captain and reroll crew, so I'd assume he's probably 6 points, and uh, yeah. he's just got a link, so I would say... Given the defensive abilities, I think it should be 17-18, but other than that, I just don't like seeing these in the game, as I've already gone mm-hmm. over, so that's about it for me. I do like Ironclads. I'm going to be the contrarian here. Um, I'm also going to be really obnoxious here, Ben. I don't mean this personally, um, but the ability does not say the ship ignores the first hit she takes. It says the ship ignores the first hit she takes. Oh, each yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was um, typing too fast when I wrote it. Darn it. Yeah. Well, yeah, we all get what you're saying. And uh, I thought the same thing when I saw Atlas. This is a six point captain re-roller, which we've seen as part of other factions. Uh, I also think that this is a little too good for its cost, but my adjustment would be change the guns to three L's on the end instead of uh, two L's. Because then okay. you're nerfing the firepower a little bit. You, uh, The defenses are really heavily stacked, so I think where the attention needs to be devoted is to its offense uh, so it doesn't become too crazy. If Yeah, I'd say three L's on the ends, and you can maybe even make the center gun a 4S or something, because 
this is despite the small hold uh, the high point cost and the high uh, defensive capabilities I mean you're going to crew this thing to the gills and I wouldn't be surprised if somebody did the uh, the Thomas gun and Griffin combo or the Hermione gold and Trevor Van Tyne sort of thing um, and from there, maybe even include uh, a shipwright. Not many ships can make good use of a shipwright, but in this case, um, let's see, your version of the ironclad keyword, which did influence my own, uh, does not prohibit, um, I see you're busy commenting on things while I'm ranting, but um, <laughs> uh, my version of the ironclad keyword prevents you uh, repair actions from being given other places than the home island and i'm not going to tell you to implement that but i would say i would play with this and reduce the offensive capabilities increase each gun rank by one and then it's probably okay and still a very usable gunship that's begging to be uh made its best Mm. okay uh i'll uh think about that see this is another one where i have a model for this one built Mm-hmm. With its current stats oh, of like you know two L three S two L. Well, I have a physical model built. Um, I can still change the point cost and shoot that up by like another ten five points, yeah. like make it twenty as opposed to fifteen. Uh, but you know, when it comes to ships who I that I have models made for already, I get uh, I'm like uh, yeah I can, but uh, I can't. then I have to go How remake the model. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I'm kind of curious to see that model. Can you put that? Um, uh, can you put a picture of that model somewhere that can be seen? Is it like a an interesting custom, or is it sort of a uh, just modified from existing Wizkids parts? It's just modified from existing uh, Wizkids parts. Uh, what it is is I took the hulls, the uh, hull sides for a three-masted schooner. And put them onto the hull of a three-masted ship that's got a flat deck. So you've got a three-master that sits lower in the water because armor, and it's mm-hmm. just three masts. Um, I can, uh, I'll try to find uh, this. Actually, uh, this got used by the English recently in a COEC. So what I might do is I'll try and find you know one that isn't being actively used in the game, snap a picture, and either put it uh, into the podcast thread. Or um, on, like, the random picks thread, one of the two places. Okay. Uh, you said that was uh, schooner hull pieces on a square rig three-master? Yeah, for a, a three-mast schooner, um, those mm-hmm. hulls on a three-mast um, square rigger. They Do fit those, really well. They fit? That oh, yeah. surprises me. Yeah. They're roughly the – okay, the decks um, are roughly the same, you know, uh, length – I'm trying to figure out how to best say it. So I, I, I think I know what you mean. I'm going to have to play with the inverse of that, too. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> thinking about the inverse of that, like, you know, a taller-looking schooner. With I'm more gonna, space or something. Yeah, I'm definitely going to use that kind of build for, I think, if I ever get around to it, uh, bringing some of the pieces up off the paper for Spheres Magna. Why didn't WizKids think of this? They could have so easily just made... You know, they could have cheaply repurposed other uh, other punches to make a greater variety of ships. Yeah. yeah, and I don't I don't think I was even the first person who thought of that. I think Cannon Fury was the first person who did this. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out with my extra parts bin. Um, anyway, uh, the next ship, I think, is HMS Covenant Star. Well, Ben's Covenant's... not going to like this one. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I just know 15, he's not. <laughs> 15 points, 3 masts, 4S, 4L, 4S. Five cargo, L move. So not off to a good start, even for a gold runner. Schooner, explorer. When the ship is given an explorer action, you can swap a treasure on the wild island with a crew on any ship. Any, any friendly, friendly ship. Yeah, I figured it said that. It cut off at the far end. Um, yeah, this is uh, one of those pretty infamous abilities. Pretty crazy uh, cargo space, too. Uh, I don't have enough experience with this ability to say whether this is fair or not. Well, the ability is not really fair at any cost, so it should just not really show up in general. So it's just, <laughs> it's just you know, there's it's nothing against Eric's. He didn't come up with it. It's Wizkit's fault. Um, but yeah. there's certain abilities that like... Kind of like S-immunity. Exactly. There's certain abilities that shouldn't exist, period. Like, there's no... You don't cost it right there's no good way to do it there's no right ship to put it on it just shouldn't happen so it's just one of those so and then having it built into the ship you don't even need to add a crew so just add a helmsman and then i don't know it's just super unrealistic some kind of sack yeah like mercer i think he's okay yeah. i think the english have like one sack crew and it's mercer yeah yep and then uh so then you start teleporting which is really unrealistic and kind of bizarre quite frankly so I don't know how that works, but I'm kind of flying or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, this is... Actually, no, I don't have anything to say. I'm just mumbling. Yeah. I think maybe uh, if, if you wanted to change, if you were willing to change the ability, you could make it island treasure trading for 11 points or something. That could work. Yeah, like as seen on the Neptune's board. Yeah, or even 10 in that case. And you could have a decent English gold runner. Of sorts. Yeah, I mean, I think the I think the star is uh, pretty good, uh, even if you didn't use um, that second part of your body. We've got uh, lots of cargo and explorer built in. Yeah. So, but yeah, and, uh, changes. Uh, see, I don't know if I have a model for this one either, but ability uh, I might uh, lean for making it the um, what you suggested for like the Neptune's Horde. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I should read the next one. Um, HMS <laughs> Renaissance is an 11.2 master. It's got cannons of 2L, 3L, 3 cargo, L move, and then captain built-in, which is unique. Um, only the Steven, USS Stevens has that of the released game pieces. So I think this could... Um, I think it could come down a little bit. You're saving a cargo space okay. and the ability built in, but if I think of this as an eight-point support gunship, I think it could be a six-point support gunship, and therefore maybe nine points or even eight minimum with uh, with the captain ability built in. Then I'd add a helmsman, and then I guess I'd try to use it as a small hybrid, or you know, ideally less than thirteen points, but yeah, a little cheaper, I think. I think you're right about a lot of that. I'd say probably nine points as is. If you make both the guns 3L, it can be eight points. And then still quite worth using. Like, maybe even cut the cargo space, too. But I would say two 3L guns at eight points with with same cargo, move, ability. I'd, yeah. I'd use that. 
Yeah, it's, yeah, it's decent. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Alright. Not a lot to say about it, Billy? <laughs> no, not really. Yeah, I just figured it was just like a, a little, a nice little uh, two-masted gunship kind of thing. Uh, nothing mm-hmm. too wacky. Something that has been seen before a couple times. Uh, but not, not much. Yeah, but not too much. Mm-hmm. And Renaissance, something new. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. Hey. I think it's even mentioned in the flavor text. Um, yeah, I think it's in the yeah. flavor text way at the back there. Using nice. a newly discovered battle technique, the HMS Renaissance can fire her cannons at a moment's notice and with little effort from her crew. Could give an armed merchant in that case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or depending on what you want to call it, return fire. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to go and do HMS Patsy, which is... I don't like this. This is 10 points. It's a one-masted sloop, five-l gun, two cargo, L-move, friendly ships with an S, so this ship gets plus one of their cannon rolls. I think basically every ship with this ability ever released is way too expensive. Uh, this one can't defend itself in any feasible way, and it has an overpriced ability. Uh, uh, give it an extra mast, and I might just kind of forget about it as something that I still don't like. But as is, uh, uh, okay, what if I cut the I'm one cost in two? Huh? What if this was five points instead of ten? Uh, at five points, uh, Ben would probably tell you this is ridiculous. Price yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So less than ten, greater than five. So seven. Yeah. Seven, I can swallow. What about you, Ben? Yeah. I would prefer eight or more, but um, it's just one of those abilities where it's complete trash at 40 points, but it can be extremely good at, you know, a thousand. So it's just just one of those kind of like a lot of abilities where it doesn't scale at all with the game size, which is fine. Because, you know, thinking about CG3 when they they release stuff. Um, But I personally think it would be a little more interesting with a 3L cannon at still at 10 points, then you could do a Captain Helmsman, um, and in a big game that would be kind of cool. So, I think if the cannon got a little better, it would be a little more interesting, but as is, it's still kind of cheap for a cheerleader. So, I would use this in my big English fleets in the campaign games, but it's never really an ability that's going to be used at games less than you know 80 or 100 points, and even there, it's usually a waste. So, it's just kind of a flawed ability, but yeah. Depends on what, mm. what games you like to play. Speaking of abilities that shouldn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I yeah. can do the next one, I guess. Last one, I guess. Um, Lieutenant Thomas Walker is seven-point English game crew. The ship's mass can't be rammed off. Uh, the ship's mass can't be eliminated by ramming. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, once per turn, when this ship touches an enemy ship, you may take as much treasure from that ship as you can carry. Ooh, interesting. So that's like Peter Miles. Um, oh, I like this. It's pretty expensive, but I could see... Um, I'm trying to think what to use it on. Maybe HMS Dover or the Titan with like Hermione Gold or Thomas Gunn. There's not a ton of great English ships to try this with. Maybe the Lady Provost with the schooner keyword and six cargo. Um... I would be tempted to use it on, like, a 10-master with treasure ship or something like that, but you could, oh, yeah. 
you could win a boarding party at that rate. So I don't know. I think it's I think it's a cool crew that I would try to use, but it's kind of unwieldy considering the faction, which is fine. So I think it, I like it though. It's yeah. interesting. As much as I sort of like the okay, I'm more excited about the first ability because I think that's a, an ability that should have been on crew, but for some reason wasn't. Uh, the second one is one that I like on paper, but in practice, I think it's actually kind of pointless. Because here's the thing. In order to make use of that, you've got to have a ship with a lot of cargo and also a lot of speed. Because if you're going to be catching something, uh, anything that has enough uh, cargo for this to be uh, worth using basically means anything that's carrying three gold coins or more you're going to have to move faster than them and have at least as much op- uh, open hold space as they do. And if you can move faster than them, why don't you beat them to the island in the first place and take uh, the middleman out of the equation and just make a better gold runner? Because there are very few hybrids out there that can really pull this uh, that can really pull this ability off, especially for the English. Yeah. You know. Um, I mean, what are their uh, really fast ships that can actually use this? Like, it's got to be a really fast gunship. Doesn't need to be big, but it also needs to have a lot of cargo space. Yeah, Lady Provost, HMS but... Durham, maybe from Barbary Coast. Yeah, mm. five cargo. Yeah, Durham. Durham's pretty good, but is Durham quite fast enough? Espostel base move, I think. That's yeah, 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 it is. Master. I mean, you would use uh, you'd use Thomas Gunn, and then uh, let's just say the uh, uh, let's say the printed crew, Peter Miles. Even then, I think you're still not going to catch any of the really fast stuff, um, and you're going to be kind of limited to the to chasing down the cheaper gold runners. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the crew is great. It's just ships on which you can use them are few and far between, uh, no matter what faction you go to. Yeah. Yeah. I like the lady provost because then it's a small ship. So then it's more susceptible to ramming. So it makes the first ability better as well. So that's a ship I might try to use him on. Um, but yeah, for the English. And it's tough. yeah, since the provost is a schooner, you can, uh, do that, uh, tricky finagling stuff. Yeah. And touch a ship without ramming it. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good option. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I think the Spanish and the pirates could use Peter Miles' ability. Um, the English don't have a lot of high cargo ships. Um, I guess you could put it on the Shui Jian, but that would be kind of overkill, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is uh, Thomas's one of the two uh, Walker brothers. Uh, okay. We won't see the other one until the uh, convention packs. Okay. Hmm. Thanks. All right. Bit of a sad story with them. And that they'll never be printed? Oh, no, no, no. Well, uh, the convention wait, packs are here part of the uh, set. But flavor-wise, they have a sad story. Okay. So Although, I don't know if you can like see the flavor text for Thomas Walker. Oh, um, yeah, I can. Yeah, let me roll over the video. Some of it. I think it's there, or most of it. Yeah, I see it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's also one of the reasons why he has the, that yeah, second ability. I see that flavor-wise. Yeah, I love the flavor connections. I have that a bunch of my crew. I just I don't always want to read the flavor because it would take up a lot of time on the podcast. But 
I do like coming up with flavor text for my fantasy customs. It is, it's more fun than I anticipated it would be. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, that wraps up the customs uh, segment. So we're almost done. Another random thing we're doing with the off, off-numbered episodes is uh, recent game recaps. I actually don't really have much of anything this time. Um, the Caribbean game continued briefly um, not too long ago. But other than that, I don't really have anything to report on specifically, personally. Yeah, I still haven't quite picked uh, picked up uh, any games again because I've had a very... Well, actually, my last two months have been pretty chaotic. I don't have a lot going on in the next couple of months, but we'll uh, we'll see if I end up with time to, uh, to pick up playing again. Nice. Yeah, and I am uh, obviously doing Central Economy. I'm trying to do reports for that um, as regularly as possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, things have deteriorated a little bit for some of the factions involved there. Yeah, uh, you heard me talk about you know how the English are like you know finally spending some of their gold and uh, launching gunships. You know they've got the Legacy and the Ironwood as they are here uh, in the water, hmm. uh, and they also have Atlas actually on a ship somewhere. Nice. I think he was. I think they put him on the Titan because they were Atlas using one of the, on other the Titan. Yeah, yeah, Commander James Atlas. Yeah, uh, because so. I think they were using one of the um, um another version of Thomas Gunn uh, somewhere else. I was going to say that's thematic. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So the question of the day, anybody can ask their own as well. Uh, mine is considering that the Gen Con Indianapolis is coming up August 2nd through the 5th in Indiana. Uh, my question is, have you been to a gaming convention where Pirates was active or featured? And if so, which one um, could be in the United States or globally anywhere? And then any fun stories like did you find hacks there, meet other players? Was it maybe during the game's production run? Did you meet anybody from WizKids? Stuff like that. So, just an interesting question, given that uh, Gen Con is coming up soon. Any questions mm-hmm. today or no? Uh, I got a response for your question. Uh, nice. I haven't like been to a convention like ever. Yeah, me either. One of these days, I'm gonna get around to going to Comic Con or maybe AX or something, mm-hmm. and see what's what down there. Nice. Uh, so, I haven't, and- but maybe when I do, I'll find something or I'll bring pirates with me one of the two yeah my question is not as much a question more of a request is that if anybody out there has any ideas on how to print out and punch custom cards that we make and would like to put together go to miniature trading everybody's interested in having small batches of customs made but it's been pretty hard to find a way and obviously, if you're listening to this, you're probably kind of interested in it. If anybody's made any progress on printing custom pieces, let us know over in the Miniature Trading Forum. You'll probably get people interested in paying to have some printed. Yeah. I was actually talking about this with my family the other day because, you know, they know that uh, me and my brothers are involved in all this stuff. And they know that we've got, you know, uh, we make our own custom stuff. So it's like, hey, can't you like, you know... Uh, make your own, like, you know, have, like, your custom things? Well, yes, no. <laughs> um, I believe there was someone on the Facebook group, like, um, a while ago. Yeah. But some kind of, like, a laser printer or some yeah. kind of inkjet, inkjet printer or something. Yeah. 
And they had like, you know, a sticker sheet of like, you know, the artwork, but I don't think they had a way to punch it out of a card. Yeah. 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 That's the tough part. I know somebody on a subreddit, I don't know if it's the same person, but at least one person at the subreddit has talked about similar stuff within the past like year and a half or so, like multiple times. Um, But yeah, other than like digitally creating artwork and then printing out stickers, going beyond that is where it gets difficult and expensive. So I haven't really tried it yet. Yeah. I mean, I've made experiments about, you know, making a ship with like, you know, really thin crafting wooden cardboard. Um, but those have been like, you know, structurally unsound. So, okay, I can like put it together kind of, but the masts won't stay in and the hull is like, you know, held together with spit and a prayer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. This is something where I'd say if somebody can figure out how to make and print punchable, assemblable custom ships, they can probably make a small amount of money off of printing out things for other people, provided they can uh, give compatible artwork and everything. And from there, who knows, you could maybe even sell it on eBay, not officially through the forum because uh, WizKids would get about it. But you might just get whiskeys coming down on you if you did it through eBay, even. Well, I don't not, know how, like, you know, not if you sold it as, you know, just a uh, a blank slate. OK, here's like, you know, a white punch out ship or something. Get your own artwork. Uh, not as much that I'm thinking uh, you could literally just sell it as a custom something uh, that you made for it. It's like oh. people are allowed to sell their own little custom islands. Yeah. And WizKids isn't suing yeah. for that. Yeah. And I'm so, offering up a custom ship for prizes for the terrain contest and I think the review contest. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I think there are ways to uh, – and I doubt anybody in WizKids is even scrolling through no. eBay to see, oh, is anybody it. selling off cool custom stuff so we can sue them? <laughs> <laughs> I think it can be done as long as the operation doesn't get too big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a thing you do out of your basement or a garage or something. Yep. Nice. All right. Interesting. Yeah. All right, cool. Good episode. Uh, episode number 27 of the Pirate CSG podcast. You can find it on ShoutEngineArchive.org, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, all over the place. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back eventually with part two of the Fire and Steel set review.